Welcome to Suzette's Guilty Pleasures, a chance for you to be a part of the craziness in my head. I'm your host, Suzette. On today's episode, we will be speaking to young entrepreneur, Letitia. Follow Letitia at The Santana's Travels and New Home Redesign. Let's go. Letitia, how are you doing this evening? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm so happy to have you on here, especially being a very young entrepreneur. Um, I know that you're doing a lot of things, so I'm excited to talk to you about those things. I'm so, excited as well. So tell us about you. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, so I'm 27. As you mentioned, I am an entrepreneur, so I do have my own business, and I also do work full time. Um, I work multiple jobs, and I also do like jobs on the side through um like this website called Fiverr. Like I do many things on the side and recently I also started flipping furniture on the side as well and then reselling that um, and then I have a course out on financial money management. I have a lot of stuff going on so I'm kind of just everywhere right now. Okay so pretty much you're telling us you're a jack of all trades. I'm pretty much a jack of all trades. I try to be. Okay okay so let's first start. You talked about you have a course out on financing but before we talk about your course um what kind of financing stuff are you involved in? Like, what do, what do you do? So are you talking about like my job? No, not in regards to your job, just like financing with your own personal stuff. Like, are you investing? Are you saving? Like those type of things. Oh, okay. Yeah, of course. So I mean, I am investing. I've been investing, I think since about 2015 or 2016. Um, so I do stocks mainly. I just started getting into crypto. So I'm kind of new to the crypto field. Like I think less than six months I've been in crypto, but I've been in stocks way longer. Um, I, of course, save. I have all my savings automated. I have multiple like sinking funds. So I could have like an emergency fund, a vacation fund, a car fund. So I definitely save as well. But yeah, that's pretty much it. So what, what made you start to get, so you're, you said you started in 2015. Yes. You're now 20, you're now 27. How old were you then? Sorry. I'm not good with math. So when, how 21. So 21. And usually we know 21 year olds, they're all about, you know, I want to spend my money. Yeah. They're probably just getting their credit card, first credit card coming into university. You yeah. know, all of their spending habits are usually not there. What made you decide to get into investing at that such, at such a young age? So don't get me wrong. I was spending my money recklessly too. I was young. I was partying. I was everywhere. I was spending my money recklessly too. But um, what made me want to get into investing, because I always had my cousin in my ear, but like, oh my gosh, getting stocks. Oh my gosh, getting stocks. I'm like, okay, whatever. But for me, from my head, I didn't know any knowledge. I was like, okay, I need to have a lump sum of money. When am I ever going to get a lump sum? You know what? Tax time. So I was expecting a nice return for one of my taxes in 2015. And I was like, you know what? This is what I'm going to start. Uh, I'm just going to put the money and I'm going to start doing stocks. And then it turns out instead of getting that money back, I had to owe. And I was just like, okay, well, when am I going to get this lump sum? So I'm just like, you know what? I'm not going to get this lump sum for a while. I don't want to put it off. Like I want to start investing now. I just don't want to put it off. So I started, I think, with only like $300. And that's how I actually got started in the market. Just uh, instead of having like over $1,000 to start, I just started off with what I could have for my paycheck. Um, at 21, I think I was still working at McDonald's at this time too. So it was just still like a minimum wage paycheck, but I just, $300 was all I had at that time. So I just threw the $300 in and then I started investing. Um, I had my cousin to help me out in the beginning. Cause like, I knew nothing about like nothing about stocks, but I was not going to let that stop me. And then now, uh, 2021, like years later, even a couple of years ago, um, I stopped my cousin from doing it and now I just do it solely on my own. Okay. All right. That's good. So 
how can you talk a bit about your experience? Like how has this, since you've been doing stock market, like what has your experience been from then till now? Like what have you seen differently? And have you learned anything? I would say it's been rocky. Cause like before I got into the stock market, I was in mutual funds. So like I was in the stock market, but I wasn't choosing my stocks. It was like groups of stocks. Like if you know how mutual funds works. And then when I switched to investing, it's just like, okay, well, like stock, like me choosing my stocks. I was like, okay, well now I actually have to do research. Like I need to figure out what the good companies are. I need to figure out this and to figure out that. So at the beginning, I was kind of just, I heard about a stock. I'm like, oh, I hear about it. Okay. I'm going to buy it. I will hear about it. Okay. I'm going to buy it. I never looked at charts. I never looked at, I didn't really care about the price if it was high. Like I didn't know any of that stuff. Um, and then I started to take courses on the stock market because like I was seeing myself lose money. So like, honestly, I've, like I got into like the weed trade. I made money off of that. So like I've gotten to really good stocks and I've also gotten to really bad stocks and you learn the most from the bad stocks than you do from the good stocks. So obviously like less, when you get burned, you get burned and you remember losing money. Right. Um, so I started to take courses on it. Cause I'm like, okay, I need to get better at this. Like I, cause I originally started stocks as a verse for my portfolio, but I'm like, if I keep losing money, on this what is like what's the benefit what's the point so I started to take like as I said I started to take courses to learn more to actually understand the market more in a different way I'm not like I'm not much of a YouTube learner I think there's just too much information it's just it's just too much I'm just like I can't so I just got a course and I just dealt with it and then now before I buy a stock I look to see what the price it is now um like the 52 week high the 52 week low and I always wait for a pullback I always wait till the stock is in a pullback before I buy the stock. I never buy right away and I never buy right when I hear it. So I learned that I think last year, 2020, and even in 2021, I still made that mistake of buying when I was told and I lost hundreds of dollars on it. Yeah. Um, so it's still a learning progress. I'm still learning. Um, I feel like you always learn when it comes to stocks, like you learn your plays and whatever, because like, I even swing trade now too, but I'm still learning in 20, even after I learned it to not buy as soon as someone hears, as soon as you hear about the stock, do not buy, always hold off, wait for a pullback because every stock always has a pullback. Okay, so you just said like a whole bunch of different lingo. I know. I was <laughs> like, what is this? So when you're swinging from what? You're swinging from one end to the, like, I don't understand anything. <laughs> but I know that you mentioned that you have, um, you started a financial course. So in that financial course, do you sort of talk about pretty much what you just said about stocks, how to start, what to look for and all those big lingos that you were using. Is that part of your, part of your. Yeah. <laughs> so mainly my, so my course, I do touch on stocks, but I touch on stocks at like all investing at the very end. So like I talk about TFSAs, RSPs, RESPs, um, what other investing stuff? I talked about, I talked a bit about crypto, talked about stocks, mutual funds. So I talked a bit, a, a bit about investing. I didn't go into too much terminology because when you hear too much terminology at once, you start to get confused and like, okay, whatever, it's too much to learn, you throw it away. Like it's, it's kind of information overload. So like I didn't go into depth about like stocks, but right. I kind of like touched the surface. So like, how do you, how do you open up a brokerage and how do you start to put money in and how do you find your stocks and buy your stocks? Like I kind of just touching like the basics because obviously working the bank I work in the banking field a lot of people kind of get confused like if you give too much information then it's like okay whoa, whoa like I'm confused um so that's why I talked about it in the end so mainly at the beginning like the, for the most part of my course is like a two-hour course so basically most of the course is talking about money management so like how to money, manage your money like having multiple accounts um having the savings how to save automating your savings so mainly the whole thing is about money management how to manage your money um, side hustles that you can do either for free if you have money or if you have like 
stuff that you're not using. So for the most part, it's just about money management, but I do touch on investing and diversifying your investments. Okay. So what made you, or what prompted you to create a, a money management or a financial course? So working in the banking field, honestly, that what that is what showed me how, I don't even know like the right word, but like financial management and like financial literacy, that's the word, is not common. Um, financial literacy is not common at all, no matter what age you are. Like I had, I had like 40, 50 year olds that didn't know like exactly what a TFSA was. And I had like even the young ones that don't know what a TFSA is and don't know the difference that you can have a TFSA as a mutual fund. You can have a TFSA as a savings account. You have a TFSA in a stock account. Like there's so many different ways to have a TFSA. You can have TFSAs at different banks. Like I feel like there was just a lot of people don't know about the basics. They don't know about like the options that are available to them. And some people don't even truly know how an RSP works. Like they just know that, okay, well, I need to save for my retirement. So I'm just going to go put mine in RSP. Right. And there's probably an RSP savings account where they're getting like no growth on the funds. And it's like, okay, we'll go put it in a mutual fund or how about you invest your, your, your money for your time yourself kind of thing, get the most growth. So honestly, I've been, I've been seeing it for years. I've been hearing it and I'm just like, you know what, let me help people out. My course is a low price, $25. Cause I know a lot of people can't afford expensive courses. So it's a two hour course, a lot of information, but I'm just like, honestly, I feel like this needs to be out there because I touch on so much stuff. Um, I even touched about my OSAP um, paying it off in six months. And that's what a lot of people want to know. Like, yo, how did you do that? Blah, blah, blah. Um, so I figured out to put it all in a course, throw it out there, at least like the knowledge is out there and to help others. So you actually touched base on something that I wanted to talk about um, because I know that that's one of your biggest accomplishments, which is what you just mentioned, paying off your OSAP in six yeah. months. Now, I don't want you to go into too much detail because I don't want you to give too much information away because as you stated, you talk a lot about it inside your course. But like, can you give us a, a, a few examples or just, as I said, really basic? How did you, how were you able to accomplish that? Like, as I said, once again, you're a young girl and I know lots of people that are like, you know, older and still trying off to pay off this OSAP loan and things like that. What made you, I guess, say, nah, I'm not doing it. This is what it is. And what, like, what was your goal? What was your focus, I guess? So it's so crazy because even now when I think about it, I'm just like, how did I do that? Because like, even to me, like thinking now it's crazy because I, I know, I, like, I know I did it, but I'm like, how, like, how did I do that? Um, but um, so I... I kind of wanted, it was a, it was a goal for me for 2021. I wanted to pay off a large debt. It was either going to be my car or my OSAP or my credit cards, whatever. Um, but honestly, OSAP was the easiest to pay. You can add as a bill plane and pay it that way. Um, so it was just the easiest and any money I had, when I tell you any extra money that wasn't going towards a bill, I put towards, so like when I say bill, I mean like my nails for me is a bill. So like I was still doing my nails and stuff. Like my nails are a bill. My hair is a bill, like certain stuff like that. But like every, I budgeted for it. So every single piece of extra money I got was going to my tax refund straight. I didn't even look at it. I didn't even think about it. I'm not even like, okay, yo, I'm getting this extra. Put it straight to my loan. Um, my bonus from work, put it straight to my loan. Like everything went straight to my loan. I didn't touch it. I didn't even think about it. It went straight to my loan. Um, but I will say one of the biggest things to do if you want to pay off an extra bill is automate a bill payment. 
because I think that's what truly helped me to pay it off. Like, yeah, I put all the extra money, all the extra money on. And like, I did a lot to make extra money on the side. Like I did Fiverr. I was flipping furniture even before then. Like I was doing a lot. I was working multiple jobs, like two, three jobs. Like I was doing a lot to pay it off in the six months. Cause like I was going to pay it off in the six months. Um, but one of the main things that I think helped it was when I automated, um, the bill payment for it. So like I said, you can add national student loans as a bill payment. And then I set up automatic bill payments. So every single two weeks when I got paid, I had a certain amount of money that wouldn't like put a pinch in my pockets. I had a certain amount of money pay onto that loan every single month, every single paycheck, sorry. And then I was top of that. I was still actually paying my pre-authorized debit payment with them so that I knew, you know what, guaranteed no matter what, there's going to be this amount of money coming off of my student loan principal, not interest, principal every month. So that also helped me calculate, okay, well, I have six months that I need to pay it off. Um, this amount of money, how much do I have left over that I need to pay? That, so that kind of put in perspective. And like also what helped is that like if it's like, um, let's say, so it's 22, let's say if it's like 19,431. I was like, you know what? I'll make that an even number. So how am I going to get $431 to make it like an even 19,000? And then that would push me. Then when it's at 19,000 and I'm just going to make it uneven again, we made the payment. You're like, okay, well, I need to make this an even number. How am I going to come up with the money to make this an even number? So that kind of helped as well. But honestly, dedication, you got to be obsessed with it. You honestly have to be obsessed with it. Cause like I harassed everyone that I knew that knew I was doing it. I was just like, oh my gosh, I have this much left. I need to pay it off. Oh my gosh, I have this much left. Oh my gosh, I have this much left. Like I, it was all I talked about for those six months. It was all I talked about. I talked about nothing else. Like you have to be obsessed with your debt payoff, man. If you're not obsessed, you're going to slip and you're going to slide. You have to be obsessed with it. I like that. And I, and I, I think that actually makes a lot of sense because when you become obsessed, it's this, it's like, I don't know if I, I don't know if I'd say it's like, it's like an addiction, but with that obsession, it's like, I need to get rid of this, like whatever it is that you're becoming obsessed with because it's becoming too much. Right. Mm-hmm. So I like that. I like the, you have to be obsessed with it. Now I know that some people who might be watching or even listening, they may be older. Would you say that some of the tips that you talk about in your course is the same kind of things that um, an older person could be also utilizing to, if they have let, like whether it's an OSAP loan or other debts, is there a way that they can still use some of those tips to pay off those debts too, that they may want to pay off faster? Yeah. So I currently live at home. I don't pay, I don't pay rent, but like I pay like house bills, but I don't pay like actual rent. So obviously I have more, I would say, um, disposable income. That's the word. I have more disposable income than let's say someone that has a mortgage or someone that, that pays rent or whatever. And it takes up most of their paycheck. So the tips that I have, obviously you're going to, I guess, um, tweak it so that it fits your personal situation. Cause I can only like give tips for myself and what I did and what I know. But, um, yeah, honestly, I give tips for every situation. It's just about tweaking it because I don't essentially always give out numbers because like a hundred dollars might be nothing for someone, but a hundred dollars might be a whole lot for someone else. But like, even as I said in my course, there was times that I was completely broke. I was only saving like $25. There's times when I had more money and I was saving 150. So like, honestly, it fluctuates do whatever's comfortable for you. Um, but yeah, I give tips for every 
every situation because I know everyone's situation is not the same and then even when you get the course there's also like a budgeting sheet and um, a debt payoff sheet where you find out like the interest and stuff like that to also help you pay off your debt but the tips that I give it goes for honestly any debt all debt is essentially the same except for like a loan or a line of credit or credit card the difference between revolving and like is, is fixed but pretty much debt is essentially all the same and the payout method is essentially the same Okay. All right. All right. Good. That's good to know. So listeners and viewers, as you stay, as you heard, she has her course out that can help you with the financial management. She has a lot of tips and tricks in there that you can use to help manage your own finance situation. And it doesn't necessarily have to be, you don't have to look at it and say, oh, well, she's a young girl. She doesn't have a lot of bills. As she stated, she has done it. And then you, you, she has done it. She's giving you the tips and you can tweak it according to your financial situation and lifestyle. So you mentioned earlier that you're also an entrepreneur. So what are some of the things, I guess, well, when did you become an entrepreneur? What made you decide to become an entrepreneur? Because you said that you also do also um, work full-time. So what, how did entrepreneurship come into play? I'm trying to get out of the nine to five game, man. <laughs> Y'all are. Trying to get out of the nine to five game. And honestly, I started during the pandemic. I started it and like, um, like my website was up and like fully functional in July, 2020, like in the midst of the pandemic. And people was like, well, why would you start like a travel business during a pandemic? Man, people were still traveling like nothing during the pandemic. It might not have been as much people as before, but these people were still traveling. Like, and I'm just like, okay, well, if I put it off, like, I feel like the pandemic wasn't going to end anytime soon. Like, we're still, we're still in it now. So I'm just like, man, if I put it off, when, when, when will I start? Like, if not now, when? Like, literally when? So I'm just like, you know what? This is my step. I I need to get out of nine to five game. I need to start working for people. I don't like having to ask permission to go on vacation. I don't like having to ask permission to like just take time off or like go like ugh, I hate it. I hate it. So I'm just like, you know what? We're starting a business is a way to go. If I knew the stress that would come with it, I will probably would have questioned it. Um, but man, it's been rewarding though. Every time I get an order, it just makes me that, but like, it, I feel like it's my first order every single time I get an order. I'm just like, yeah, I got an order. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I started a travel business where I sell travel accessories and travel clothing. And the reason why I chose travel is because I'm passionate about travel. Like before the pandemic, I think I was traveling to like nine countries a year or going like nine countries, 10 trips a year, like that kind of thing. And like, it was stuff that I was using that I knew for some reason I thought was so common and like everyone knew about. And it turns out like no one knew about this stuff, like packing cubes. Like I thought that like, okay, you know, everyone's using packing cubes now, but like, there's still so many people that are not using packing cubes. And so many people don't use or bring portable door locks on their trips. They put like chairs and furniture behind doors and stuff. But I'm just like, no, like there's stuff for this. <laughs> so I feel like a lot of people don't know about this stuff. So that's why I started the business because it's just like instead of having to search through like reviews and like all these amazon stuff or like other websites or go through aisles and dollarama or whatever like i go through i go through the products for you to make sure i'm getting the best product um to make sure that like it's the best thing you don't have to go through everything like it's just one thing of each it's not stressful to be like oh my gosh i don't know which one to buy blah 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 so just to make it easier for everyone so that everyone knows what they need on the trip like I even put like the type of traveler this each thing is perfect for it's like even make it easier if you're just like well wow. is this right for me like do I need this so right. I even did like the traveler type as well it's like people know 
but yeah that's why I started becoming an entrepreneur to get out of the life and I'm passionate about travel so it's just like why not I even do it I even do itineraries on my website I offer itineraries as well so when you say itineraries what do you mean what do you what do you mean you offer itineraries so like I will plan an itinerary, like I won't book it, but I will plan an itinerary for you. So like I will give you, well, depending on what you buy, there's multiple options. Um, if you do um, like a month, if you do um, excursions only, I'll give you a bunch of excursions that you want. You tell me the dates, you tell me the location and stuff like that. I find flights for you. I find multiple options. I find hotels or Airbnbs for you, multiple options. I find you excursions. Um, I don't remember if I offer meals, if I find like perfect restaurants, but it's honestly, it's catered to whatever the person wants. So like I plan a change for you. I give you all the links. I give you all the information. All you got to do is actually just book it. Okay. All right. And with your, um, Sant- it, it, sorry, what's the name of it? Santana Travels. So with Santana Travels, uh, which is the name of your website, um, it is, so um, I guess now that everyone's being vaccinated, because that's pretty much, I think, what was holding people back from traveling. So I guess um, more people are traveling. So are you getting a little bit more sales now that people are actually more traveling than they were like back in 20 when you first started? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's definitely picked up a lot more. Um, I feel like marketing for it is hard though, except for like Facebook ads. Um, because of course you would, um, what I mainly use like groups for it and a whole bunch of travel groups, you can't promote yourself and you can't post and whatever. So like where my target audience is like, I can't promote in there. Um, but no, um, I think it's definitely been word of mouth and I also have like ads going anyways. Um, so I'm definitely getting a whole lot more orders now than I was before. Oh, that's good. That's yeah. good. Now I know that you had mentioned that you don't like the nine to five, which is why you started your entrepreneurship um, and stuff like that. But I mean, as I know, as an older person, we, we, we work until we retiring at 65. So with you, so you saying you're not, you know, you hate this, like, what is your, what is your goal? Obviously you're saying no, 65 is not your age. So like, do you have a goal of when you are trying to retire, why you're also starting this entrepreneurship life? I'm 27. I'm burnt out. I'm not making it to 65 guaranteed. I'm not making it to 65. I'm done. I've been working two or more jobs since like 2015. It's been like six years. I'm tired of working these multiple jobs. I just, I just, I'm burnt out. I'm no longer working for someone. I'm retiring at 30. Um, 30 is my goal to retire. I do not plan to work for someone else past 30. Um, I might work, I might be working for myself. I might be doing non, I don't know what I'm going to be doing, but I'm not working for someone else past 30. Um, so to get myself set up for that, I am of course doing the investing in stocks. I'm trying to focus on dividend stocks. Um, that way I have that income coming in. Um, I try to, I try to stagger my stocks so that I get paid out monthly. Um, yeah. So I get paid out monthly every 12 months, every 12, every month, every 12 months. Yeah. Okay. No, every month. Oh my goodness. I'm trying to set it up so I get paid out every month for the year. <laughs> um, so I'm trying to set that up. And then I'm starting, I'm also, I wasn't, I was involved in real estate from like a couple years ago. Um, but I'm trying to find real estate in the US and also in Canada. So I'm just finding a whole bunch of passive income that will just set me up for when I retire because I'm retiring at 30. Okay. So that's three more years. So is there anything else that you're doing to come up with other ways of income so I know that sorry so I know that you know a lot of people have been talking especially during the pandemic you need a lot of different hustles you need a lot of streams of income so like what streams of income do you have if you have other than your Santana's travel and your full-time 
So I have my Santana travel. <laughs> That's a lot. I have my Santana travels. I have multiple corporate, like working for other people. Okay. So I have about three working for other people. One Santana travels, my entrepreneur. I have my course. Um, I do Fiverr. I build Shopify websites on the side. I flip on the side. <laughs> so so what, guess, what is it that you flip? Sorry. What do you flip? I flip furniture. Okay. I flip furniture. So I also, I talk about this in the course as well. Okay. Um, so in the course I give, I give ways to make money on the side that okay. costs no money to start. Okay. You just, you just got to find the time and just, just start it. Right. Um, so this is one of the options that I gave as well. Um, but I flip furniture. Yeah. Okay help furniture find some new homes so that's what's called new home redesign <laughs> okay i like that new home redesign nice yeah but um right now i think i have about eight streams of income okay. but i'm trying to honestly i'm trying to add a lot there's there's a whole honestly it's a whole bunch i'm looking at i'm looking at buying a storage unit um i'm looking at tire storage i'm looking at amazon fulfillment by amazon and i'm looking at um real estate investing and then after all that, then I'm going to buy a car to rent on Chiro. So I'm going to have like five passive incomes. So with all those things that are happening, first of all, all the things you're looking at, what's your goal to start? That's the first question. And the second question is, you say that your goal is to retire when you turn 30. So how are you looking so far at 27 to reach in that goal? Um, I would say I'm about 30% there. Okay. 30%, 30% there. Um, I'm still, I'm right now I'm trying to pay off my car. Mm -hmm. Um, so once I'm trying to, I'm trying to get rid of like all my debt, that way I can put like all of my money towards like all these other streams of income. Cause you know, the model as if you know, Chris Johnson, get money by income. Um, so I learned, I honestly, a lot of these passive income tips and tricks I learned from him. So um, but I think that right now, Sorry, just for people who may not know, like the listeners and viewers, who is Chris Johnson that you've learned tips and tricks from? So honestly, how I found him was an ad on Shade Room. Um, he kept being posted on there and it's just like, oh, I got paid today. I got paid like $15,000 and this is what I did with it. I put this in the stock market. I did this with it and I did this with it. And I was just like, okay, well, this is the kind of stuff that I'm on. Like I'm on the same type of time. So let me follow him. I followed him, ended up getting his course. He's the reason why I also started my business, to be honest. <laughs> it wasn't for him when I started my business. Um, he's the reason I started my business. And he is the, re he's the reason that um, I started looking at charts for stocks. I learned so much from this guy and I follow him now. So like, he is the reason why I even thought of like buying a car to rent on Tiro. Like he was the reason I thought about half this, even passive income, like dividend income. Like he's the reason why I thought of like everything. So Honestly, he paved the way for me. I won't even lie. I learned so much from him. I talk about him like he's my friend. Like I know him and I don't. I'd be like, oh yeah, Chris said this. Oh yeah, Chris said that. Um, he even helped me about crypto, like to know what crypto to buy again to the crypto market. Like he he honestly he did a lot for me. He may not know me, but he did a lot for me. So you would say that was like your financial guru? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Definitely. So so just, so after everything that you've talked about, which is really informative and, you know, you're given a lot of information. I think that the good part about it is that, I mean, listeners and viewers with her course, you can learn a lot. Your youth, if you have young, you know, adults, youth or anybody, you can even get them started because I know that we're all trying to teach our children financial literacy, 
trying to start this whole generational wealth. Um, and, you know, as you said, in your course, you talk about like sort of the basics. You don't go in depth because it does get confusing. Because I mean, as I said, like even some of the lingos you were using, I was like, okay, that just went over my head and I got tuned out for a little bit. <laughs> but um, at least they know how to start, which is awesome. And then especially with the different kind of um, uh, streams of income, you said that people can start doing even if you don't have a lot of money. So that's really good. Are there any kinds of... Um, I don't know if I want to say tips for any, yeah, like any tips or few last few words that you would say that you can give our viewers or our listeners. Just start um, and don't put off to today. Oh, don't put off tomorrow. You can do today. Those are the two models that I live by. And honestly, just start because like, it could be Wednesday. You're like, you know, well, I want to wait till Sunday, like speaking of the week. No, do it today on Wednesday, do it tomorrow on Thursday. Like, don't push it, just start because then Sunday might call me up, something come up and it's like, okay, well, I got to push it. Well, I want it to be the beginning of the week. And then you push it again and you push it again. So don't just, just start today. Don't put off to tomorrow. What you got to do today and also get insurance, get life insurance guys. Oh, I talk about that in my course too, but get life insurance guys. Okay. Yeah. The, the GoFundMe thing isn't working, right? Everyone, as soon as somebody dies, it's a GoFundMe. Yeah. And it's like, they just get life insurance guys. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. And thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to follow Letitia on Instagram at the Santana, Tra Santana Travels and also at New Home Redesign on Instagram. Um, so those are her two main, um, one of her two main businesses that she runs, right? Um, and don't forget to follow me on Instagram and on YouTube at Suzette's Guilty Pleasures, where you can leave your questions and comments. And while you are there, do not forget to subscribe, like, and share. But until next time, please take care, be blessed, and stay safe. Mm -hmm.